You're listening to Bangkok Strange. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Bangkok Strange podcast. I am Dana Blue, and as always, joined by the bald, beautiful, the sexy Mikes. Ladies and gentlemen, up top, up top. What's you're going you're on? looking pretty bald and sexy yeah. too. I gotta trim it up. Now. I've been trying to do it once a week, really, just, just to keep it like nice. So is that like a week's growth, or is that a, is that just this, this morning? It's just a week's growth. It's, it's not a day's growth. No, I do it on Sunday. Well, da- day's growth is right here. Yeah, right? It's, it's a beard. A, yeah, got it. Okay. I shaved this morning. God, yeah. I don't blame you. Yeah, it's <laughs> masculine. But uh, yeah, so I've been trying to keep it nice and short. Keep it because uh, when I keep it short, right, if it gets a little long, it looks messy. Agreed. Yeah. So if it's longer, then you can kind of just like get yeah, whatever. Three days I go. That's the longest I go, and then I shave. You get a little beard action. So we were we tried to record Monday. We tried to record <laughs> Tuesday. We skipped our live stream today on Wednesday to record because we have no episodes banked. Yeah, yeah. So we're getting some episodes done for oh, you guys. Man. But Mike came over Monday with a beard, and then Tuesday he wasn't feel. I wasn't feeling good Monday. He yeah. got here, and I was like, I got to pass out. No, I, I walked away with Dana disease. Yeah. Like, he, what the fuck? Like, Tuesday he's like, I can't. I have no energy. So today we're all good, and we're talking about domestic travel in Thailand. Yeah, for sure. Of which I have done none, but Mike has done a lot. I have, yeah. And, you know, I mean, regardless of whether there's COVID or not, I mean, that was sort of the plan anyway, right, to come over here and and tour Southeast Asia. But now the good news, and as we've talked about, I mean, we're friggin' the luckiest guys in the world living in Thailand right now. 100%. All those guys who left in, like, December, like, January, they're like, oh, it's going to be a madhouse. Thailand's going to be crippled. Wrong. Yeah, I'll tell you something. I think all of the negative future-looking things that guys say about Thailand, they've never come true. No. They hate all foreigners. They're going to kick us out. It happens every day, right? Yeah, right. I mean, come on. It's just like, yeah, the government screwed up. Bareback Walsh was like, they're going to be killing foreigners in the street. And he was like stockpiling like instant noodles. Like, yeah. Like we bought Jim and I bought a big pack of toilet paper at the beginning of oh, COVID. Oh, because you were watching the US news? No, because people were buying it here. Oh right? really? So, here? Yeah, like oh, I didn't all, know that. all the foreigners were buying it ah, here. Yeah, screw that. And we were we were down to like five or six rolls, right? So I'm like So we half year worth. Yeah, so well like, no, she's a girl. Yeah, so I'm like, a... let's order like one. Yeah, right. Right. And like we'll have it. You're golden, yeah. We still have it. Right? Because, right. because of the bum gun, you're not using copious amounts of paper to clean your ass. No. Which isn't really cleaning your ass. If you have the bum gun, you're cleaning your ass. If you're, if you're only wiping, then so, you're just moving shit around until you can't see it anymore. So speaking of domestic travel, <laughs> so I'm down there wiping my ass. No. And uh, so, but here's what's interesting is that obviously you did not have the ability to do this. No. Right? I mean, and, and to be fair, there were lines outside of my condo where people were, you know, getting food because yeah. they didn't have it. And, um, but obviously it's been open up and it's been open up for a while now. Look, here, here's the thing, right? The, the lockdown sucked economically mm-hmm. domestic economy yeah but we have no covid we have zero co- like statistically we have zero covid yes and the cases they do find they, they lock them away in quarantine and they put them in the hospital and they take care of them plus as far as i know 100 percent of those people weren't like you and me down the street no. it was some jackass who like flew in the, somehow uh, got a piece of crap test what was it the uh, the hungarian foreign minister or something yeah so, i mean again you gotta I mean, at the end of the day it's no fault of his own no but it's just like you got to say to yourself, okay, well, wait a minute. What test did you take before you came in? The other two cases that they got were transmissions from uh, people who snuck in from Myanmar. Oh, I got no use for those people. No. I, no. I don't have use for, like, Americans who sneak into a country, and I don't have use for Mexicans that sneak into America. Yeah. And it's like, dude, there's a process that I have to go through. 
And yes, I'm doing domestic travel right now to do some international travel yeah. that's going to be expensive as fuck. And we're just, we'll talk about that a little later. Yeah. But where you just came back from, where you were where? So I no, that was a couple of weeks ago. Okay. So recently, what I did is I took the train down to Sha'am. Oh, so Sha'am, and then hung you... out there for a couple of days, and then went to this one city for one night. City, little town, whatever. I believe it's the Thai word for pine trees, which I don't. Know. <clears throat> which is Swansan, okay. I think. I think it's S U. I mean, again, it's the phonetical spelling, right? But I believe it was S U A N S O N G. Yep. And the reason I went there is what I did from Cha Am is I like took Google Maps and I saw my train stop. Mm -hmm. And then I took the little guy and I basically dragged the map following the train tracks down the coast and found a stop that was the closest to the beach. Mm. And then did a Google Earth to see if there was versus the gay Earth. Yeah. I did Google Earth. Google Earth. And same, same. Same, same. Chime me up. And then I would be like, How's... so I found this one stop, uh, Swan Song, and... It's like a block from the beach where this stop okay. is. It's a stop, though. It's not a station. It's yeah. a platform with a roof, <laughs> no ability to buy tickets. And you can't buy them when you get on, right? No. And so this is this is the learning moment for me because I get off. I walk to the beach. I'm all excited. Like, things are open and everything. There's food. There's ties yeah. vacationing. I'm like, great. So I walk up to this coffee shop. Everything's in English. So I'm mm -hmm. thinking, okay, we can, you know, where do I buy train tickets? And she just looks at me like, what? I said, yeah, well, I just got here on the train. And she says, and she says, uh, Bangkok? I'm like, no, 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 no. So what I discovered was is that effectively you can get off on a number of stops. Mm. You just can't get back on, even though it stops coming the other direction to oh. drop people off. Oh. <laughs> and because what was because I bought my ticket from yeah. Cha Am to Swam Song. And okay. they're like, okay, yeah, here you go. Uh, 13 baht. <laughs> it was about 40 to get to Cha Am, right? 40 baht, yes. It is a six-hour... No, I'm sorry. It's a four-hour train ride. That, of course, takes six hours. A dollar and ten cents or whatever. Free. Yeah. I mean, we did, I, I literally... I've lost that amount of change walking here did this morning. Did you live stream on the, on the train? I did live stream on the train. Um, I had a issue initially, which was effectively... Um, there's a lot... Speaking of domestic travel, there's a lot more people just moving. Yeah. Like, I don't think anyone was on this train vacationing. I think they were, like, mm -hmm. physically going to somewhere uh, to see family or to work or whatever. And, uh, you know, I mean, my I have an indoor voice, but only when I'm indoors. And so no, you don't have an indoor voice. <laughs> I, I know you really well. Your indoor voice level is like half a decibel lower than your outdoor voice level. <laughs> like, like in your outdoor voice level is like like front row basketball game screaming at LeBron. Yeah, exactly. No, dude, from the stage, you project to the back row, not the friggin people yes. in the front that, that paid extra. You make sure the people in the back can hear you. So anyway, so I'm sitting there, and of course you sit across from people, Yeah. right? Now, the good news is that I always start my train rides in Bangkok, yeah. and I like starting it like either there, Thombri was the name of the other station. Oh, Thombri. Yeah, okay. Thombri, which is like on the uh, other side of the river. So yeah. anyway, so I'm at the Hualalumpong, uh, Hualalumpong, and I'm starting Beautiful there. Beautiful station, by the way. One of my favorite, oh. favorite train stations in the world. Correct me if I'm wrong, like 1893 that thing was made? Something like that, yeah. I mean, clearly, they, I mean, I think there's original tile. I yeah. think there's original dirt. There's just something, there's something so simplistically beautiful about that train station. And it works. It's freaking efficient as hell. But it's just like the, the architecture of it's simple, but it's 
perfect and beautiful. If you were to try and to describe to like, I don't know, a three or a four-year-old or whatever saying, this is what a train station looks like. Mm. I would want them to have the picture of that in their head yeah. for the rest of their lives. None Grand, of this New York Grand nonsense. Central bullshit. Piece of shit. <laughs> South yeah. Station, Boston. Oh, fucking come on, dude. <laughs> Although, to be fair, I mean, because I would take the purple line in from, yeah. what is it, the um, Green Bush? Yep. Yeah, the Green Bush line is purple trains. Fucking retarded. That's that, that's why we know the word retarded, retarded from back there. Anyway, so I would take that in. So it, it's not that bad. It's a little better than it used to be. But so it's not. I used to take it in like the early two thousands. Yeah, and uh, it was rough. Right. But, but actually, you know what? Taking Greyhound bus out of there actually quite easy. Or yeah. Bonanza bus in New England. Uh, P and B. P and B. Plymouth and Brock. Well, because I live in the South Shore, so yeah. I don't. Yeah, yeah. We had Bonanza. We'd go from Rhode Island to uh, to South Station. And I'll tell you what, the way they handle the buses there, how they pull around on the roundabout. Yeah, no, it's pretty decent. It is efficient. Yeah. I almost got into a fist fight once with a uh, a security guard at South Station. You know what's funny? Oddly enough, <laughs> I have I almost got into a fist fight with someone, Greg Hall, in the sixth grade. Other than that, <laughs> that scenario is lit, and I've been drunk and I've been an asshole like well, a big time. I've and, had short periods of time where I was professional fist fighter. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get that. That's kind of like I got a job doing, yeah. right? You know, no, no. But this guy was like town, straight towny. Yeah, right. And, well, uh, right. If we do the house, I get So I, I rode my bike to uh, South Station. I, you know, I pushed it through the station to get to the thing, and mm -hmm. there was no seats at my gate for the bus. Oh, okay, yeah. So I used to just throw my bike on the bus and get back to Rhode Island with it. So oh, I, in the aisle? No, no, you throw it on the uh, under the bus. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, in right, the, sure. Uh, cargo mm -hmm. space. Yeah. And so I'm like, literally, I'm just at the gate, but I was sitting because there was no chairs. I'm sitting on my bike. Huh. And I got my hands on the thing. I have my headphones on. Right, right, right. I'm just listening to whatever. You know, some shitty new new rock. Limp Biscuit. Probably new kids on the block. Probably some Limp Biscuit yeah. or some corn back then. Not some Aerosmith. No, no, some some douchebag music. All right, fair enough. And uh, this guy's like. Apparently, he was, like, trying to tell me from, like, the, the walkways, like, hey, buddy, hey, buddy. Oh, but you had your headphones on, yeah, so, so you didn't hear him. He comes over and pushes me, like, <sighs> off the bike. He's like, hey, asshole, no sitting on What? He's like, He's... No, he goes, no riding the bikes in the station. And this is a cop? No, no, it's a security guard. Okay, so rent a fucking yeah, cop. rent a cop. Yeah, yeah. I was like, are you serious, dude? Yeah, no, exactly. What the fuck is your problem? Yeah. He's like, I'll fucking kick you out of here. I'll trespass you right out this motherfucker. I will trespass you <laughs> right out of... Jesus Christ. A townie uh, with not even a GED. Yeah, no. It was a... Then, then this lady ends up, uh, this old lady, she's like, he was just sitting on the bike. Don't be an asshole. What the fuck's wrong with Oh, yeah, with and you? he's like, oh, okay, wait. Straight, straight, older woman. straight townie lady. Absolutely, yeah. Puts him in his place. Right. like, thank you. Boobs he's hanging down to her like, knees. He's like, I better not see you around here on that bike again. I'm like, oh, you motherfucker. Go back to Southie. Southie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, but you've been traveling quite a bit. You flew down. You went to Krabi. So, yeah. You, you eventually went to Krabi. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, so I eventually went down there. And uh, let me get back to the train thing. So I go oh. down to Cha'am, and then I go to this thing. So, again, first learning experience. You can get off on any stop you want, but you can't necessarily get back on. Like Hotel California. You Basically. Can check in, you can can't leave. check out. Yeah. But which, which, interestingly enough, I've discovered that, like, when you're in a Thai party, you know, they're all sitting on the floor, and they're yeah. all eating, yeah. whatever, and I walk in. And there's karaoke available. Yeah. What song do they think I know by heart? Hotel California. Oh my god, dude! That became the joke. I'm like, let me guess. It's never the Eagles version. <laughs> it's some right. guy, some yes. guy named Samchai redoing yeah. it with his. Uh, Wake up to the hotel. You know, yeah. it's like, oh Jesus Christ! A bunch of fucking drunk Mexicans singing this thing. 
So I go down to, uh, anyway, so I go down there. And then from there, what I had to do is I had to take a grab back to the Hua Hin train station. Mm-hmm. So it took me 13 baht to get down and then 150 baht to get. Oh, so here's what's crazy. So I'm at this hotel and I'm like, okay, a grab. Grab yeah. will take me 155 baht, whatever. No. So it'll take me up to Hua Hin. So the course lady at the front desk, she's like, hey, do you want us to call you a cab? Whatever. I said, no, 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 I got grab, whatever. Mm-hmm. And she said, uh, she said, no, no, no. I, I said, well, what's a cab? She said, I oh, like 200 baht. I said, no, 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 don't worry about it. I said, it's real easy. I just grab it. And then obviously, hua hin. You yeah. know, grabs go in and out of there all day long. And it's 155 baht. She goes, okay, hold on, hold on. So she like makes a phone call, like many of them do, right? So I'm thinking, okay, she's going to call her buddy that owns a taxi. What she did was she called her boyfriend who came over in like a, you know, fairly new Mazda 3, whatever, right? He comes, she's well, he's going to come over. So just before I'm going to walk out of the lobby and go, she turns out, she goes, so do you, I mean, this is broken English, right? But she's like, do you have a problem with birds? And I'm like, no, I don't. Why? And she goes, okay, well, my bird is in the back and it's got a cover on it, but it's like, it's going to be okay. Are you okay with it? You know what I'm thinking? What? Why? I said, is it like really loud? So she tells me, and so we were talking about where I... It's like a hunting hawk or something. Which is, right? So I say, I say, I wonder what this thing is. I mean, is it a giant, you know, yeah. wingspan? Is it going to be an osprey? I'm like, this could be fucking amazing. And so anyway, she says, uh, I said, well, I just got came from Cha'am. She goes, oh, I was there last week. She said, and then yesterday I, w- I actually took a day off. I was down in Prachap Khan. I said, well, that's where I'm headed. She goes, yeah, I was down there, and I got second place in the bird singing competition. So this chick travels around Thailand with the cage, right, with the bird inside of it. So I get in, and I think to myself, okay, there's a cover on it. Whenever you put a cover on a bird cage, like, I guess they think it's nighttime. And they go and to sleep. They go to sleep. So I'm thinking, you know. So anyway, so we drive away. I said, oh, wouldn't it be funny, like, you know, if this like, thing just starts... So I did, chip, chip, chip. Like, oh, it's kind of neat, you know. And I like look at the guy driving. Of course, he speaks no English. Yeah. No, but just fine gentleman. He takes me to turn. He says, "So then it starts like chirping, like and then loud, yeah, kind of thing. Like a pterodactyl is behind <laughs> me, about ready to like yank up my jugular." So that was like hilarious, but he drives me. And so yeah, so I got a ride from the front desk lady's boyfriend in her bird, in her bird to yeah. the train station. Nice. So it drops me off. So then you know my thirteen bot. Train ticket turned into 155 baht, 160 baht, whatever it was. So then I go down to Prachap Khan, yeah, which I really, really like. Another learning moment about Prachap Khan, I didn't realize that this time of year they have a ton of wind and a ton of high seas that like splash over the, oh. I guess, boardwalk, if you will, yeah. right? Because I'm thinking, okay, this is one night, like they have a storm that's yeah. coming or whatever. And no, I mean, she goes, oh, no, this is every year it happens, like around November. Wow. So I go over to this other place, like kind of like around the mountain in Prachap. And there's this like harbor where all of the like the daily fishermen, like not the ones that have like a place to sleep. There's mm. just like the one they got the arms like with all of the light bulbs in it, you know, whatever. So I go over there and it starts blowing and blowing and blowing. So I test out. I have to like share that with you, actually. I, I tested out my GoPro 9. Mm. It couldn't. It, it, it was as if there was no wind. It must have been blowing fifty miles an hour. I mean, boats were capsizing. Whole families were out there with ropes trying to pull these things in. Yeah, and Amazing. A, that white dude testing his GoPro and I. Well, <laughs> and so I was there. So I'm taking pictures of it. And I'm thinking, okay, this guy's livelihood, like literally, is upside down underneath the water. Yeah. So I'm like, probably shouldn't, you know. I'll, I'll tell you what, though, it is the the noise reduction on the GoPro Nine is. Fucking amazing. And as you know, I mean, you and I have been doing this audio thing for a while. Yeah. Like right now, if we had a in the background, okay, yeah. single frequency, 
yeah. you know, there's software can, out there. Notch it out. Essentially for free, notch it out. Couple of frequencies, okay. I, I could do that in audition, no problem. Precisely. Yeah. And but if there's like white noise in the background, white noise basically the definition of white noise. It's the combination of all of the frequencies, yeah. right? Which is why it sounds like because it's all right. And so that is effectively what wind noise is. Yep. But so is the ocean waves. Yeah. It's an oscillating, ver and you can hear the damn waves, but you don't hear the wind. It's crazy. What? It's got to be AI. It, I of cannot. It's AI. Of course yeah. It is. Because I cannot understand how, as humans. We can't do that. No. When I'm starting to interface now with technology that can do stuff that I can't do, like, I mean, obviously anything a computer can do, it can do it much faster. Yeah. Okay, like it can add 30,000 numbers. But we can, we can still do that. Yes. We cannot. No, and I could, I, sit mean, here for, I could sit here for hours cleaning up audio on something and, you know, not get as close as the GoPro does. You know, I wish I had the GoPro. I had a, a project I was filming before, like years ago, and I had a kid working for me, and he was just, he ended up just being incompetent. Like, he just started yeah, yeah, out yeah. really good and just, like, right. tanked. Sure. And uh, this kid, Non, and he fucking, he recorded a whole bunch of interviews without the mic plugged in. <laughs> and so... So literally zero audio? No, no, he was using the on-camera audio. Uh, okay. And, like, li at one of them, he had literally set the camera up, which is an omnidirectional mic, which... <laughs> picks up everything. Picks up everything, and he sets up under an air con. And... <laughs> oh, the poor kid. So he had, like... He, he was, I tasked him with doing, like, 12 of these. Oh, Jesus. Right? And so he comes back, he gives me the files, I'm like, dude, the audio is bad. He's like, yeah, it wasn't great. Like, not great, <laughs> not even usable, dude. <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't that great. I'm like, oh, you fucking suck at your job. So obviously yeah, you suck at ex, life. Ex-employee. Yeah, ex-employee. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you can't just, oh, okay, he gave me some shit. I'll just throw it in audition. No. And I think, no, I mean, it's, it's literally impossible. Yeah, so right? I ended up, in, he didn't have the original files. He only had, he deleted everything after he rendered out the, the videos. <laughs> so he would have the space. And so he had music over the audio oh, and everything. Oh, So I ended up uh, asking my buddy Uncle Bob to uh, go in and clean it out. He's a... Uh, Okay. Audio engineer. And? And uh, he did the best he could. Sure, but, right, yeah. You know, I was like... Ugh. No, I mean, it, it was it was amazing. So If anyone could do it, he could, and he and got as close as he could. Right, yeah. but now on the fly, yeah. before you even record the first one and zero. So, and the other thing is, you were on your bike at one point, live streaming off the bike. Yeah, that was kind with, of fun. I don't know, where did you have that GoPro mount? It was on the handlebars? Uh, basically, yes. It was on, the, you know how, like, the um, the mirrors? Yeah. Right, so it's like a couple the, of inches above. Ram, yeah, 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 yeah. So you're like a... You're like a meter behind it. Like, or not a meter, but like maybe two, two, 60 centimeters behind it. I mean, my arms, right? Yeah. So, yeah. And so you're driving and wind hitting the, the camera. And I can hear your voice perfectly clear. Yeah. And you were driving around. Was that Cha'am that day? You that were was Cha'am. And if you think about it on a GoPro, where is the, uh, the microphone that picks up more audio? In the front. Yeah. Right? I could hear your voice fine and no wind. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Because, I mean, dude, you take like that GoPro yeah. and you talk behind it. Yeah, nothing. No, you flip it around. It's like 60 dB hotter. At, at one point, you're driving like 50 kilometers an hour down yeah. this long road. You're, and you even say, oh, it's probably, you guys probably can't hear me right Cause now. Because it's such a crosswind. Yeah. And I'm thinking there's no, because like literally if Gracie had been, uh, there comes a tear. No, yeah. <laughs> but if Gracie had been on the back behind me, it would have been harder for her to hear me yeah. than this freaking camera. Insane. I was so blown away. You went out to the national park in Cha'am. Yeah, it's well. So here's what's interesting, and maybe some other people will know like why they differentiate it this way. So the, there's a park in Cha'am, and then there's also a park right on the beach, uh, it, part of a mountain in Prachap Khan. 
but they're both referred to as forest parks. Mm. Now, I've been to national parks that are labeled, you know, national park, and they certainly have a forest in them, yeah. so I don't think that's like the requirement, but... Do you have any idea why they differentiate one from a national park? Because in the U.S., right, there's national and there's state parks. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know why they make it, why it's called a forest park. I'm not um, sure. It seemed to have, like, you know, that logo that the tie in, uh, I don't know, like, government stuff always has. It's got the seal. With uh, the, it's a Garuta. It's a Garuta? Yeah. Yeah, so it's like, it's like a... Um, it's like, look, it looks like Waterun, actually, yeah. right? The, the, the statue, yeah. So the little circle, so they had that. And uh, and so that was great too, and tried to like do some walking through there. Um, but it was, I mean, again, it was it was really nice because it was all train. It was yeah. effectively all train. The the train that I took back, another important safety tip, was uh, it was leaving at about one a.m. Mm-hmm. Was supposed to get here at six a.m. Yeah. Now again, you told me like not my first rodeo. It's not my first rodeo. So if you're like, oh, what are you gonna do when you get home? I'm like, you mean when I get home about ten thirty in the morning? But yeah. because by the time it picked me up, uh, the train was supposed to be there in Prachap Khan at one ten a.m. It rolled in at two a.m., yeah. which is pretty good actually. Now you had said you expected to be home about nine nine thirty. Yeah. Or arrive at the mm-hmm. train. Station. What time did you actually arrive at the train station? I, you know, that's a good question. I, I can't remember right now. Um, I want to say. I could check back like through my messages because I think I like messaged you and said, Maybe. hey, but it was like probably about nine or 10. But what I did right after that, and basically the reason I came home effectively uh, is to go to pharmacies to get mm. medication that I simply could not get down there mm. then. In other words, they're like, oh, yeah, we can order this. It'll be here in five or six days. I'm like, mm. right. I'm going to be at another beach in five or six days. So I can't. Yeah. And this was even in Hua Hin, which was a little bit disappointing. But regardless. Really? In Hua Hin, you couldn't get. No, I'm sorry. It wasn't. I, I, I did not stop in Hua Hin okay. purposely. So Cha'am, I couldn't get it. And then the other cities. Were just Not a huge Koi Hin fan. No, me neither. It's it's too gringo. Yeah. It's freaking golf courses everywhere. It's also kind of a shitty like excuse for anything as far as the city goes. So I will say, I mean, it, here's what's interesting about uh, Thailand in a couple of places. Uh, I think specifically Hua Hin Beach and um, Chawang Beach in in Samui. The beach when there's nobody there is breathtaking. Now, if you want a good beach, it's don't gorgeous. Go, I think it's good beach. But, but like, there's a lot of people that go there. But if you want a city to live in, yeah, Hoi Hin's not not a good choice in my opinion. It, it, it exactly, and I completely concur with that. Um, I I would not live there. But if you want an overcrowded beach town to live in, Hoi Hin's a good choice. Yeah, and but here's the thing. I mean, there are many retirees. Usually, it seems like they're old couples, not mm-hmm. old old single guys. No, those dudes go to Pattaya. And it's well, yeah, that's true. I mean, and I will say, I mean, Pathy is pretty. I'm actually heading down there for the for the fireworks, fireworks festival, yeah. which again, domestic child, we'll talk about that. But so I get back up here and uh, I went to BKK Bagels. Yeah, which if you guys like bagels and you've never been, right spot. right there on Chitlom. Yeah, right, right underneath. Great place, great customer service. Ninety nine baht for yeah. a bagel and coffee. And if you're if you're vegan too, you can get the uh, veggie monger. They have hummus, so you don't need to get cream cheese. Yeah, I like hummus actually. The hummus is pretty good. Chickpeas, right? Chickpeas, tahini, lemon juice, olive oil. Yeah, olive oil. Sometimes, yeah. So I got Actually, back. The places here, they love to pour like a half a cup of olive oil on top <laughs> right. of your hummus. Well, at least they don't pour fish oil on it. Yeah. Jesus, that would be brutal. <laughs> so I imagine did, the burps. I, oh, man. I, just the taste. A little salty much? Yeah. I mean, you'd have to get like some emodium. As you're eating it, you would need to down some of that. So I did, you know, yeah. So I did that part of it. And that was just like sort of one piece of it. Um, my next goal is, well, my next requirement, if you will, is to fly from Surat Thani back to Don Wang because I have an Air Asia ticket that I booked through the Air Asia Pass. And if I lose, if I, 
uh, am a no show on this one. Yep. My AirAsia pass is invalid. Yeah. Here's what's Te- interesting. Technically. It, well, and I'll because again, it's just a computer. Yeah. It's just like if n equals three, yeah. delete right. So that I, I'm quite confident it's not a human. And when is your when is your AirAsia pass up? So uh, I can book my last flight on November 26th, and I can fly as late as December 17th. When I checked yesterday, the only two days to have flied at least the three or four cities that I checked in and out of, as well as in and out of Bangkok to, uh, December 16th and December 17th were the only ones that were still available for the price, which is effectively 100 baht leaving Bangkok mm-hmm. and then 50 baht to basically get back. And so I got to do that here in the next, I'll, I'll book my like sort of last flight. But here's what was interesting is they have some text that's pretty hidden on their website. It talks about renewing mm. your Air Asia Unlimited Pass. Oh. I'm going to be pretty stoked, dude, if all of a sudden they're like, yeah, if you just want to give us another 3,000 baht, you get it for another six months. So there's some renewal options. Potentially. So I'm very excited about that. So, you know. So here's the other thing is that you did... You have the AirAsia, and we talked the other day that there's now a Bangkok Airways for a hundred thousand baht. <laughs> yes, but it's it, it. If I don't think it's a very good deal. Now they only there's one place that only they go to, right? Is that Samui? Uh, Samui is the one that everyone knows about. There's a few airports that are owned by Bangkok Airways. Okay. Samui is one of those. There's a couple of others. Um, and uh, but for the most part, that's the one that people sort of associate with. Mm. And because of that, they're like they don't even allow any other carriers in. They did for a while. And mm-hmm. one could argue, yeah, it's more revenue. Right. But the fact is, is that the cost of a Bangkok Airways flight versus Air Asia, it's usually two, if not three X. Yeah. Customer service, much better. Well, you, you paid five thousand baht for your unlimited pass. Three thousand. Right? Three thousand. And Air Asia is one hundred thousand. Bangkok Airways. Yes. Oh, Bangkok Airways. I knew what you meant. One hundred thousand. Yeah, and so uh, there's a, a bit of a delta there. Pff, come on, I mean, it's like buying it's like buying four families Air Asia Unlimited passes. Now, now look, it's of course it's it's a much nicer airline. Yes, but I don't believe it flies all the places that Air Asia does. No, I think Air Asia has a much bigger footprint. Yeah, I mean, and we're talking like again domestic travel, just in Thailand, just in Thailand. I don't right? think Bangkok Airways goes to Chimpon or like Nak. Uh, what's the city to the east of Saratani, right on the beach? Um, there's another airport down there. It's like Nakhon. It's not Nakhon Ratchasima. It's like Nakhon something. I, have I mean, no I could, idea. you know, what if there were only a global information network that had maps that on it could look up, relative yeah. to GPS? Yeah. Anyway, so East there, it's got another one. Yeah. And um, so, that, you know, I also have fairly realistic expectations about AirAsia. I will never be comfortable on an AirAsia plane unless I get the seat with extra legroom yeah. in the emergency exit row. I'm a row 14 guy. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm 12 Delta. So if 12 doesn't recline, though. That's that's absolutely correct. And the beauty of that is the chances of someone being behind me, kicking me in the back with their knees, zero. Yeah, that's true, too. Yeah, true. I know you like the recline, and okay. I actually do think about you when I'm on there, because I'm like, all right, well, maybe I should have gotten the other one. But then all of a sudden, the because fa- they will seat families yeah. in row 15. Yes. No. Because they stopped allowing me to carry slingshots on planes where I can just basically pummel a kid <laughs> right in the throat, and he shuts right up. So now that I don't have that ability. Now, you're only really going south. You're not going north at all. But we have to go north pretty soon. We, yeah, which I got to figure out, too, because I'm traveling, obviously, on the 17th and then yeah. down and around. And I've been doing a lot. And then here's the other thing, too, is that I'm not going to go into a big emotional description of it. But I am significantly more distracted than I thought I ever would be with the fact that Gracie is not with me. Yeah. It's one thing. Yeah, it, I miss my it's, girl. It's been pretty rough for you. It's been a lot more 
bothersome in the last month than yeah. I thought. Cha um, it's one of those things that I you could argue, Mike, you're basically throwing salt in your own wounds mm. because that is on day two of our lives together for the rest of our lives. We're living in Cha'am. We lived there for six weeks. I stayed at a condo that was literally down the hallway from the one that she and I stayed in for two. And so I'm like, okay, dude, come on. Yeah, you do that to yourself. Yeah, but then I was like, yeah, but I really do like it here. And so the neat thing is that because I'm not uploading YouTube videos on my channel anymore, I do live streams, but basically the only videos that I make were in the morning walking on the beach and I would send the link to Just Gracie and, um, and my mom. So that was nice. So Cham is great for that because the sunrises are awesome, mm. right? Um, so that was pretty cool. But again, it's you know it's kind of distracting. So it's a little tough. The other thing that I realized, and I know that you're gonna give me shit. Everyone else in the world gives me shit about this. The minute it gets below seventy, <laughs> I know, I get it. Trust me. And it was Im- almost impossible. Where are you from again? Yeah, Southern California. No, no, no. Before that. Well, okay, so Boston. <laughs> but don't forget, which place have you lived in longest? I lasted twenty years in Boston. Yeah, but those are twenty years that forged you. It forged you in that shitty, slushy, and, yes, salt-covered precisely. road. <laughs> and I and but here's the thing with me is it's not just like oh it's kind of annoying. Yeah, Mike, you can't. my mood. I have no idea. I'm mean, like I seriously think I'm going to need medication if I'm going to be somewhere for because. And again, it, you could argue, well, yes, but Gracie also wasn't there. Yeah. Gracie's never been to the friggin' hill tribe, so that's yeah. like no big deal. But like I was thinking, I'm sitting there thinking, we have to go in the summer. I literally will not be able to tolerate it you'll from a mental capacity. You say that. You I know, don't know. I know you'll be fine. You need to realize that I took two weeks of medical leave off of my job in March to go to Maui. Okay? <laughs> because I was so miserable. You'll be fine. In San Diego. So during the day. Nobody in the United States gets miserable just in San Diego. Overnight, you'll be a little chilly. You'll have a sleeping bag. It'll be nice and toasty. You, um, you're not me. I'm gonna get you some of those hand warmers. You throw those in your sleeping bag. It's you'll be like you'll be sweating. It's the equivalent of me trying to convince you to not sweat outdoors in Thailand. Yeah, it's impossible, right? You, you will be fine. Trust me. It is a medical response that your body goes through that is involuntary. During the day, it won't be below seventy. Okay. It probably won't be below eighty during the day. Okay. At night, it'll be a little chilly. So I'll take showers at like 3 p.m., hottest part of the day. Yeah, well, so here's the thing. No matter what, yeah, that water's cold as fuck. Oh, because it's coming from the mountains? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that would be a pretty big motivator for me to develop a uh, solar water system. Yeah. Because they have glass up there, right? So we could do the greenhouse effect, the back black, black background yeah. inside of it. Right? I mean, I don't need copper. Just run the water. So something like we could, we could definitely plan for that. But I think during the day, you'll be fine. Yeah. Nighttime, it's still comfortable. Like early like for you. Di- no, dinner time, it's still comfortable. Kay. Overnight, you're, you're definitely you're gonna need that sleeping bag. You'll be sleeping with a beanie on. But we're bringing like I don't own a sleeping. Do you own a sleeping bag? How do we, we're just gonna have to no, go to like? No, they have them up there. See- oh really? Yeah. Okay. Last time Jib and I went up, they uh, they had tent and sleeping bag set up for us. Okay. Does that cost them money? No, they already had it. Okay, okay, yeah. good, good, good. Because I've I've done this before. I've been to like villages where the people are very poor. Yeah, but it's also very custom. I mean, and they give me this meal. No, no, it was the teacher who had it in the school. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because I, I didn't realize till afterwards. I'm like, oh my god, look at this! They feed me every day, yeah. and there's like literally people starving in the village yeah. in the meeting. I'm like, well, I found that out after I leave. Yeah, I'm like, come on, how do I how do I repay you for that? 
Yeah, like for, for meals, I eat with the students every day when I'm up there. Okay. And like I bring all that food. Like we'll stop and we'll grab all those vegetables mm-hmm. and that food. Yeah. Well, plus we have a two-armed woman now that can drive us up yeah, there in the exactly. truck, not just the one-armed not bandit. Not the one-armed guy. Yeah. That's gonna be good. So, so we have to plan that trip very soon. So we figure do. out your December travel, right. and then we'll we'll double click on yeah. that. Before or after December seventeenth, I will be flying somewhere. It p- could potentially be ba- be returning to Bangkok yeah. or going somewhere. I haven't decided. The other thing too that I'm having a hard time with is that I, I mean I was looking. Obviously, I'm looking for any and all possible ways to get Gracie here. Yeah, visa. I mean, I'm looking at visas. Obviously, that cost basically sixteen thousand dollars. Yes. A, a five-year visa that costs sixteen thousand dollars, and arguably one of the more sought-after or difficult visas to get for for someone from this part of the world is the U.S. tourist visa. Yeah. And yeah, it's a pain in the ass, but it only costs three hundred fifty dollars. The the upside to this though is that you know it's e- you said that it's a pain in the ass to get the U.S. visa, but the Thai elite visa is very easy. Essentially, you go through the check, you give them cash. In theory. So yeah. Now, she needs to get this Mm. at the Thai embassy in Manila, Mm. who is incompetent. Mm. And they will not, they don't answer their phone, the ones that ring, and then the other half of the phones that are published on their website that is grossly out of date are disconnected. (laughs) That's hilarious. And from a Thai perspective, I'm like, how can you let that, I mean, they are proud. You know what's crazy, too, is you said the one in Cambodia, they're emailing you back at 10 at night. I emailed them this morning to ask them a question, and by the time I was walking to your house, mm. I got a response. But you said the other day they emailed you 10 at yeah. night. Yeah, I said in the morning, what do I need to do this? And they put everything, number one, number two, number three, yeah. send it over to David, right? And, uh, but yeah, 10 p.m. I'm like, wait a second. That means that, like, you guys close at five. Mm. There's no way you waited five hours and you're like, oh, I'm just going to email this one guy back. I was in a queue. You've been providing great customer service to hundreds of people all day. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. You know, and that is not the... When I email the Thai embassy in Manila, I get an auto response that Mm -hmm. basically says, due to COVID, limited hours, limited people, Mm. and obviously limited competence. Well, the the hours and people might be a real issue, right? Because in Cambodia, they're they're essentially back to full operating. Yeah. Monday through Friday. They answer emails on Saturday. Yeah. So they, because COVID's really, they've got it. Supposedly, they've got it under lock on in Cambodia. Yeah, and and, and I and I and I, I agree. I mean, at mm. the end of the day, like, I mean, let's face it. Our buddy Todd, yeah, he left New York City to get better service in Cambodia. And you could argue, like, New York City of all the business places in the U.S., ideally they have their shit together in New York City. But they were really hurting from COVID, so I bet they, you the embassy was shut down. And they also didn't. That's the other thing that I'm having when I actually am able to communicate with somebody at the Thai embassy in Manila. They don't even know what an elite visa is. That, They're like, yeah, yeah, awesome. we. Yeah, because if I'm sixteen thousand in, hmm. and I can't get the item I paid for, some people pay as much as what sixty k for those. Uh, well, it depends how two, long. The twenty year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Apparently, they used Million. to offer a, a lifetime. Yeah. What yeah, did that cost? Uh, I believe it was either three or five million baht. I can't remember. Um, I know guys that had a lifetime one that ba- li- that literally sold it. They mm. transferred. It cost ten thousand baht at the elite office, and then you got to pay the guy whatever he wants to. Mm. But he was like so desperate for money. I think my buddy he bought a lifetime elite for I want to say one point six million baht. Wow. Yeah, but he's like, look, Thai wife, right? Yeah. He's like, I'm gonna live here. He's not fifty, yeah. so I can't do the retirement. And uh, yeah, so I mean, or the, the alternative, of course, would or the it's not an alternative. Another option would be the TR visa, the, t- the tourist visa that she can get there. But 
I don't have, we haven't bothered to proactively put basically 500,000 baht of cash in a bank in her name. Six months ago. Six months ago. I got it, mm. but her name's not on it. So you know? the, the lifetime visa thing, that's interesting. It can just, that could live forever. You could just keep transferring it. Or is there a limit? Good question. I don't know if you can. That, yeah. Like every now and then you're just like, well, you know what? Now that I'm 50, yeah. I'll just sell this baby for a million baht. Yeah. I get, that's, you know, all I need is 800,000 baht in the bank yeah. for my renewal. And yeah, so that's a good point. I don't know if he can transfer it. It might be only transferable one time. Yeah. Because I don't believe that the current ones, none of those are transferable. Oh. You can't even give it to you, like your daughter or your son or something really? like that. Yeah. I know you can't extend the benefits of the elite to family members. So it depends what they are. Yes. In other words, I have to, or Gracie, if she were to get the five year elite, I would have to, phys or she would have to physically be there for me to be able to take like the limo ride, mm. you know? Um, but uh, go to the golf course. Going to, yeah, to the golf course or get a massage or a spa. Actually, it's interesting enough with this one. It's called the Easy Access, I believe. Five hundred thousand baht. What they do have not advertised, but obviously as someone who's been approved, who they're expecting half a million baht from. Uh, starting January first, it's going to be six hundred thousand baht. Yeah, big, so big that's jump. that's an important safety tip. Yeah, you know, because right now the reason I can sort of justify financially a five hundred thousand baht five year visa is that to renew my current one, for the sake of argument, let's say it's fifteen thousand dollars, five hundred thousand baht, so it's three thousand three thousand bucks a year, right? And to cut to get my visa renewed this year it was about you know fifteen hundred, sixteen hundred, seventy, so basically half price. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, her visa is just twice the cost of mine. That's not ridiculous and hassle free. Big time hassle free, like clear, like in, insane benefits. So you you recently went down to Krabi. I was down in Krabi and uh, mainly to scout out how much feces was in the beach because because okay. my really good buddy Dana he's convinced full of feces, mm. bird feces. So here's the only thing about I liked Krabi a lot. Um, it had an equivalent area to Chawang Beach in. Kosamui, which is you know high density tourist area. Well, the beaches look nice. The beaches are very nice for sure. I will say that the further south I got, the the nicer the beaches got. The nicer the sand got. I would argue that the beaches on the west side of the Gulf of Thailand they seem to have nicer sand in general than the ones on the east side. Okay, but I haven't spent a ton of time on there. I've been to like five areas effectively i've been to the island and then i've also been to um bang sien obviously i've been to patia i've been to jam tian which is arguably essentially patia um rayong mm. you know in a little parts i haven't gone all the way down to kochang so i can't speak to the, like the quality of the yeah. sand there but on the west it seems to be pretty nice so i did that Krabby was great because uh, from Krabby you can get to a lot of places mm -hmm. Obviously, Rayleigh Beach, huge for YouTubers. You didn't go, right? I did not go, purposely because I was down there for like five or six days. Yeah. When I travel to places I haven't been to before for five or six days, I usually stay there for five or six days. I'm not like, oh my God, I'm going to check out every... I mean, I got the rest of my life to travel. Ideally, I'll do it with Gracie, too. Yeah. So it's kind of like, all right, so I'm just going to hang up. But I rented a motorbike, cruised around, went to this amazing beach, this amazing little beach. Joy Nobody, Beach. Joy Beach, yeah. dude. And she was so nice, and I spent hours there. The other nice thing about Drinking being- Drinking some crazy strong coffee. That was intense coffee. I'm like, okay, I need another mango smoothie just to like balance out to my to my level of energy. And uh, and so, but but was was interesting was being down there, being on these beaches that were yes, they're relaxing, but being there essentially by myself, 
it gave me some time to really reflect on like what I want, what's important, mm. you know, that sort of thing. He had a bit of a head trip in Krabby. Yeah, because I was like, why am I doing any behavior that could be anywhere near labeled as work? Yeah, I was getting messages from you that I was worried about. I was like, this. Well, the other thing too is that when I'm on vacation, regardless of where I am, I don't particularly like to be bothered. Yeah. And I discovered that, and this is I have nothing against the religion of 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 Islam, um, but the Muslim communities that sort of sprout up seem to buy as many like motorbikes as they buy loudspeakers and they install them on the telephone poles kilometers away from their mosque like i don't understand why the noise can't be and that bothers me Mm. like to the point where i was going to do a live stream and i couldn't because the sound was so loud Mm. and i'm like i don't understand why this is and so i like put on a facebook group i'm like Mm. hey so like when like what are the times for this i can't remember because i know that there's like you know prayer times yeah right and it's like few, i used to have a guy that worked for me he was muslim you know 10 30 in the morning he would go and do his prayer come back five minutes later awesome i th- i found it kind of interesting what he didn't do is run a, somewhere with a <laughs> with a megaphone and start announcing to everybody that, that and i'm just like i don't this is not vacation for me yeah so i discovered areas of crabby that actually are very quiet mm. i found a national park it was very tiny but it was very cool i liked it there too um Krabby is in a good spot to be able to check out another bunch of other spots. But I think in that area, my favorite location right now is Suratani. Okay. Not to stay in Suratani, but to get to Suratani, take a van over to one of the piers mm. and get to either Kopanang or Kusamui. Mm. I haven't been to Kotao yet. You? I'm thinking about Kotao, but I'm thinking about getting there from Chimpong. Oh, see, I'm not an island guy. I go north when I travel. Like, I go... I want to go to like the mountains, or I want to go to like uh, like these more remote places up north. And what is the what is the, what is the sort of environment up there? Because obviously I'm a beach guy, sun, you know, yeah. the tropical sort of thing. When you go up into the mountains, it's like greenery, yeah, uh, springs, yeah, waterfalls, waterfalls fresh, okay, fresh air, got it, yeah, crisp clean air, yeah. Well, uh, not not in March and April, but yeah. Well, yeah, but you don't go there then, right? I mean, no, you, you purposely don't go, you don't go during the burning for the season, burning, yeah. yeah. Uh, some people maybe they do I don't know. But. So what's your what's your place up there? What's your what's your Kosamui for you? What's your Kopanyang for you up there? Uh, see, I don't really have a, a an individual spot. I can pretty much if it's a nice location, mm-hmm. it's green, it's mm-hmm. chill. I can I can chill anywhere. Okay. Yeah, but like I, I've been up to Chiang Mai a bunch. I, I like like Mekong Song. I like it up there. Um, Nan, you know. Good oh, place like that, that. yeah, that's far. Yeah, I don't like going up. To, like I've been to Isan a bunch and. Uh, it's just everywhere I've been in Isan's not for me. Well, that's kind of like saying I've been to California. Like, have you been to Barstow or Beverly Hills? Yeah, so I mean, I, Isan's I, I've been massive. To, to Kangen, I've been to the provinces outside Kangen, Ubantani, okay. Ubanrachatani. Okay, 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 yeah. I haven't been to everywhere in Isan. Mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. Like, there are cool, there's cool shit in Isan, don't get me wrong. It's just a bit, it, it feels like a bit, like, dry and dusty to me. Like, not not the greatest locations. Well, I mean, I think one of the reasons that at least I've, the research, the Finite amount of research, certainly, that I've done on Isan is that it is arguably a the poorest area of yeah, Thailand. It sure. doesn't mean that people are dying every day, but yeah. they're like you know they've got less. But isn't it also one of the places where it's like it's it's the least sort of uh, conducive to farming, yet they farm. Like isn't it kind of like the Midwest? Like that's the worst place to grow corn, yeah. but that's where that we grow the shit out of it in yeah. the United States, right? I mean, what 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 the farming yeah. up there is what rice? Yeah, pretty much everywhere is rice and uh, Isan. Yeah, some fruit. Okay. 
But yeah, it's a, you know, not a bad spot. Don't get me wrong; yeah. it's not a bad place. Right. But just like I would go north before I went northeast again. Okay, got it. Yeah. What Pai is that the name of the place? Pai's up north. Yeah. That's in Thailand, right? Yeah. Okay, I thought. I mean, what is the place in Vietnam? I can't yeah, remember. That's like one. Of, it's supposedly Pai is like a super hipster town. Like oh. a, a bunch of like Bangkokians moved up there, opened coffee shops. Dude, you think you could do drop shipping from there? Probably. Or? They probably kick you out. Uh, it's, it's, it's not. A, I like the sound yeah. of that. Yeah, it's not a. Yeah. Uh, it's not Chiang Mai. Yeah, I you know the other thing that I would be able to I would love to be able to Google is quiet neighborhood, no mosque slash no drop shippers. <laughs> I don't think Google can give me the red pins no, that have that, that criteria, yeah. but yeah, always over eighty, right? Pretty yeah, over eighty five probably. Yeah, I mean here's the humid, deal: humid, right? You want humid. I actually don't mind it. Yeah, I mean I will tell you that if it's not humid and sunny, I don't turn it down. I would but, take dry. Personally, like I would love to live in like a desert. Oh, dry and Jesus hot. Christ! Like Phoenix? Yeah, like or... now, kitty litter box in a microwave, dude. That is exactly what occurs there. You do not dry is. I, I love dry. Have you been to like Phoenix and? I've never done Phoenix. I've been to Vegas. I've been to uh... like went like May. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, that's friggin' hot and dry. So dry, dude. So my fingers crack and bleed. Yeah, so and it, I'm in dry. It, it was a like bit that. dry. So I my no I had issues with my nose when I was out there. But I tell you what, as far mm. as like health wise, like every breathing is good in dry air. You know, it's great. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I like I like moist. I like many things moist. Actually, you know <laughs> how people moist. say, you know what, you know, just don't sweat the petty stuff. I always respond with, no, don't pet the sweaty stuff. <laughs> up top. I'll give you an up top. For yeah, that absolutely. One. Yeah. But so when you're traveling, how many ties are you seeing on these trips? That's what everybody else is. So, like, really, not a lot. Especially of the train. A lot of not of foreigners. Zero foreigners on the train. On how about the hotels? Uh, okay, so the hotels I'm going to. If I and I love traveling Monday through Thursday. Mm. If I am traveling Monday through Thursday, many times I would say at least fifty percent of the time I am literally the only guy there. Mm. Not the on, the only other ties are the ones that are working there. And you're getting crazy deals on places to stay. Yeah, it's just, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, like, for, I'll give you a great example. So I'm down in Cha'am, and I get my first couple of nights at this place via um, Agoda, yeah. which is Agoda Homes, right? So then, and then I see that for whatever reason, it, you know, I have to check out on Saturday because it's not available anymore. Well, then I go over to Airbnb, and this lady has that same place listed starting on Saturday, and I can stay a few more days. So I send her an email. I'm like, hey, you know, can I just, like, stay? I don't have to check out and check back in. I paid her like a 500 baht cleaning fee for the first three days and for the second three days mm. because the rate I was getting on this condo was so ridiculous. I mean, mm. I paid the chick a thousand baht in cleaning fees, yeah, which is stupid. You can get you can get your house cleaned for a thousand baht, probably twice. But I was like, I mean, she's giving me this place for twenty one dollars a night. Yeah, and I was just like, and you know, I mean, dude, I walked in. You can tell if someone's been there like an hour before, a month before. The, Jib the smell. Was, Jib was just talking to me about this. Uh, these hotels in Bangkok, you can rent the rooms now by the month or do like a six month contract. Yeah. And stay in these hotels for like seven thousand bottom month, twelve thousand bottom month, and they decent rooms. Oh, and they clean it every friggin' day. No, no. So they, they include cleaning once a week. Uh, that's still that's still decent. Yeah, it's a bit. Yeah, I would. I mean, I would be curious. I will say that I like um, one of the reasons that I do probably more Airbnb, especially when Gracie and I are together and we're in a new place, is because I like having the little the sort of the kitchen area. Mm. I'm not a cooker, right? But yeah. it's like nice having because usually you get a bigger fridge and that sort of thing. Um, 
versus uh, to keep all your beer in. Well, pretty much that. Well, that and my cocaine. I like yeah. my cocaine really, really chilled. Yeah, you it know, feels good going in. Absolutely. I mean, I don't like it so much. You know, I just really love the smell. Stop. I really love the smell of that. Almost stuff. addictive. Pretty much. And you know, it's funny. I think that you know, even though Time Magazine told us it's non-addictive. Did you remember that? No. That's the big joke, actually, in Cocaine Anonymous, for example, is that in like 1986, Time Magazine came out, and the front page basically was an article about cocaine and how it's not addictive. Really? Because it was like, it was this new hip thing. The only people that were doing it were like the new hip people, yeah. and it was really expensive. Bankers. Yeah. Psychology. I mean, everybody, right? Like, you know, people in the entertainment industry, that was where basically the, the recovery community for cocaine started in, you know, studio. 17 27 one of those like maybe it was i can't remember um in los angeles but yeah i mean they were like oh no this is totally good stuff <laughs> it's great stuff and i agree this is in the 80s yeah it was mid 80s i didn't start till 89 how long was think. cocaine around for it must have been out in the 60s and 70s yeah right? it was but you gotta remember it was just like well so was heroin too right but it was just like wow it's, i mean you are really you know and now i mean that's like one of the top the opiates in yeah. general, you know, are the top sort of drugs in the United States right now. Killing people. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure, big time. And, you know, but the deal is, I mean, obviously alcohol kills a lot more people than yeah. freaking cocaine. Smoking but, kills more than that. And it's, yeah, like 400,000 people a year, I think, yeah. in the U.S. Um, Crazy. But, it, but the problem was, is that it was like, it was, it was sort of sold as this, you know, um, sort of upper class type drug. Yeah. To make cocaine, you end up with a lot of byproducts that aren't necessarily desirable, but they will absolutely screw you up, mm. right? And that's what crack cocaine is. Mm. Crack cocaine is the bullshit, yeah. which is a lot cheaper. But you snort cocaine traditionally. You smoke crack cocaine. Mm. And apparently, I've never done this, thank fucking God, never ingested crack cocaine uh, by smoking it. And because apparently you get addicted in like seconds. Really? Yeah. And do really, I mean, I did weird shit, but you do really weird shit. You were never blowing dirty dudes for uh, a hit of coke? No, but I'll tell you, if, if it got bad enough. If you had to, you had to, right? It, I, you know, it's really funny. I think back, like, I mean, thank God. I mean, I only did it for three years, but of course I did it every single friggin' day. Um, but like, what would I have done? Would I have killed somebody? Hmm? I mean, I... Yeah, if he was a bad guy, maybe, right? In the throes of coke, right? Like, or in the throes of withdrawal. Yeah, I guess. I, yeah, I was, yeah, I was kind of weird. I really didn't have really bad withdrawals. Um, yeah, because you quit cold turkey. Well, right? I also never ran out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's, yeah, but, but yeah, you I quit did. cold turkey. Yeah, I did. Um, May, May 26th of 1992, I ran out. Mm. I made two phone calls that day. I called my dealer to try and get some more, but he let it go to voicemail. And then I called what was the, the, the very popular sort of recovery phone number, believe it or not, in Southern California at the time, 1-800-COCAINE. Nice. And I said, you know, how, what do I do? Yeah. And this was on a Monday. And he says, you need to go to this meeting. So then I called my girlfriend, had her come over with basically a pack of cigarettes and a huge bottle of Southern Comfort, yeah. downed the entire bottle of Southern Comfort in about probably 90 seconds, went over to her house, passed out, fell asleep, woke up Thursday morning, and uh, went to my first meeting on May 28th and haven't had any since. Damn. I'm, I am the literally luckiest guy in the friggin' world. Crazy. Because I've wanted to, and but I was obsessed. Like I was obsessed with cocaine, and then I was obsessed with not doing cocaine. Yeah. I did anything I absolutely had to do. So there you're was addicted a, to being sober. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, and it's funny because people are like, "Oh, you just traded one addiction for another." No shit. Yeah. Cocaine versus banging hot twenty-year-olds because I was twenty at the time and, and not having. 
Not not hot coked up twenty. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's like well, and to be fair, one drug to another. The next drug that I hopped into was smoking. Yeah, I because and all of us did. Like me and a whole bunch of buddies that just got sober like around that time, smoked like chimneys, drank coffee like crazy. Mm. We would go to coffee shops for fourteen, fifteen hours. Damn. Just to, you know, but I there was this Seven Eleven. I'll never forget where I was living in Southern California, and I would walk out of my way four blocks so that I wouldn't go anywhere near that Seven Eleven because I was terrified that if I walked near that Seven Eleven, I would go inside and buy alcohol. Two years, I walked around that thing. Damn. Yep. Wouldn't wouldn't go. Now you have no problem going to Seven Eleven. Got to commit, dude. I go to Seven Eleven, buy those fucking pineapple. <laughs> things that 7-Eleven makes all day long you know I will tell you about domestic travel I really really appreciate the fact that 7-Eleven is ubiquitous is a ubiquitous monopoly yeah. it is so damn if anyone ever says that a monopoly is a bad thing no yeah. I can count on if I see a 7-Eleven sign I literally could live right there for the rest of my life well, if you think about it, what's the furthest you've ever been in Thailand from a 7-Eleven I would say way up north, not Conrachisima, actually Korat. Yeah, but I mean, they're still around. Oh, yes. You still walk to London. No, and people don't say, I'm going to go into town. No. They say, I'm going to 7-Eleven. Yeah. Which means there might be a town around it. There'll probably be great fried chicken. Yeah. Your 7-Eleven has whew, great fried chicken guy. Pretty much, if you see a lady, 50 years old plus, yeah. in front of a 7-Eleven, selling fried chicken, mm-hmm. Bets are off. You're, you're going to get it. Yeah. Like, literally, I, I cannot believe that KFC is even in business in this country. Right. Why yeah. would anyone go? I mean, the coleslaw, yeah. But. Yeah, but I mean, the fried chicken, I mean, you get. Yeah, I don't think anyone would argue better that there's better fried chicken. We'll do a whole episode on street food coming up. But anyway, I think we, we've hit all the the nails on the head and all the sidetracks that we wanted to do on. I, which, of course, we always... Let's talk about domestic travel. Really, Mike? Via cocaine? No, but I mean, I will tell you that... Two years of 7-Eleven avoidance? <laughs> just to not be able... Just to be able to travel domestically. I will say that if you are listening to this and you are anywhere in Thailand or anywhere near Thailand and can get to Thailand, this is, hands down, yeah. the best time in the history of Thailand mm. to travel because you have all the modern conveniences. You have effectively all the ways that you would normally travel to travel because the boats are going, the ferries are running, the trains are running, the yeah. buses are running, and the cost of everything, and it's, it's elite, wicked safe. So safe. One in the morning, I'm walking from my hotel down the street, going to the train but station. I mean safe from COVID. And it's, oh, that's the other, I mean, zero COVID. Zero. Statistically insignificant zero COVID. Here's the thing, too, is like, like Mike said, it, you can go to all these places super cheap. Mike was staying on the, literally his place in Copenhagen on the beach, mm. on, not, not like next to <laughs> no, the beach. No, it's like, step. not, not in front of the beach, <laughs> literally on the beach. Not like, beach view. No, not beach view. Like no. He stepped out of his bungalow yeah. every day into Psh, sand. First step. And in like literally the water was twenty meters away. Yeah. So like in you were paying what six hundred baht a night six, for that? What was crazy is when I first started 20, there. Twenty one dollars? Yeah. When I first started it was seven hundred baht a night. And then yeah. after staying there a few nights, she's like, Oh, well you can just give me six hundred. Because yeah. I became like I guess part of the family or something. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Free. Free. We have a word for six hundred baht bungalows on the beach in California. Yeah, free. Free. It, so but I mean just the cost, the savings and the value you're getting. Yeah, the, also yeah. Keep in mind, so that beach, that what do you call it, Ismith, that little beach. It's yeah. A, so a, that beach, Koma. When, have you ever seen a photo of Koma <laughs> on Instagram where it was empty? Easily four dozen people, and that's on a slow day. Yeah, 
I was there, yes. Zero. Zero, zero, zero people. people. Yeah. So I've never seen that. And so, and again, Cha'am, same thing. Mm-hmm. You were down in, in Krabi, Joy Beach, empty. Yeah, totally empty. Co-PP, if anyone is like really into Co-PP and you want to do that stupid James Bond Island nonsense or whatever, yeah. zero people. Mon- monkeys, more monkeys than humans. I went to the, when I, we did the James Bond Island, like the island tour on a yeah. boat for mm-hmm. my friend's birthday. How long ago? Uh, a couple of years. Okay. And, uh. We didn't even dock at James Bond Island because we pulled up, and I was like, "We're we're all like now, fuck this." Yeah, it was just totally. packed with people, and probably Chinese groups and yeah. groups of and so loud. We so our boat drive, we had rented the boat ourselves. Right, we didn't, we didn't join a group, no, which is and, good. And it's and like so, two thousand baht, maybe. Yeah, not even. Yeah. And so she drove us off. We we're like, "Can you just bring us to an island with no one on it?" There you go. And so she literally pulls up to this this beach, this perfect beach on an island, no one there. Awesome. And we hung out for about an hour swimming in the water. Perfect. Until these Russians showed up and uh, started doing uh, like sexy Instagram photos on the beach. Occasionally I will see a sexy Russian, but usually it's a fat Russian. No, no, the guys were fat. Okay. The, the chicks were sexy. Nah, that's fair. Yeah. Okay, that's good. That's generally how and it goes. And to be fair, that paradigm is working in my relationship, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, I can't complain. Fat Mike, skinny Gracie. Ex- fat Dana, skinny Jip. Skinny Jip. There you can't go. complain. Anyway, guys, that is all we have for today. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, stay strange. Peace. Peace.